Hello, and welcome to the Dear Mind You Matter podcast. My name is Allison Walsh. I'm a longtime mental health advocate and vice president at Advanced Recovery Systems. On each episode, I will be joined by my colleague and clinical expert, Dr. Angela Phillips. This show, along with our mental health and wellness app, Nobu, are just some of the ways we're working to provide you with actionable tips and tools to take really good care of yourself each and every day. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite note-taking device. It's time to fill your mind with things that matter. Dr. Keita Joy is the success maximizer and motivational teacher. She offers a safe space for leaders, influencers, and athletes to maximize their greatest potential through powerful coaching experiences. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Dr. Keita Joy, would you mind uh, just introducing yourself to our audience? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys. I feel so honored to be a part of it. Um, I'm Dr. Keita Joy, the CEO of Success Uncensored Coaching, where I maximize the greatest potential of leaders, athletes, and influencers all over the nation. And I help companies to create and sustain a competitive advantage. Um, and then I just like to have a lot of fun. And I believe in like living life. Life is too short not to live it to the fullest. So I just believe, you know, live it up, enjoy it. You only got yes. one of them. So use it, you know? That's like the perfect segue into the first thing that I wanted to jump into, because you do talk a lot about this, right? Like we are alive. We need to live our lives. So can we just talk about just to kickstart, like, how do we find our purpose? How do we do this? How do we truly live our best lives? Yeah, that's a great question. And the cool thing is it's a journey. So I think once you understand that, then you can accept all the ebbs and the flows and the little bumpy parts of the ride and accept all of it as it's this one big adventure. I think um, when I was younger, it was kind of like, okay, I've got to be married at this time. And I'm supposed to have like 2.5 kids at this age. And then I should have this type of career by 30. And, and all of this was just society standards and not my own. Like, I never even asked myself, yeah. like, what do you really want? So I think purpose first comes from the power of self-awareness. And I realized that sometimes I was scared to get to know myself because I was scared of what I was going to find, because I'm also going to find traumatic experiences. If I keep digging a little further, I may find some insecurities, but I realized not to shy away from it embrace all of it because it all makes me who I am. Um, and so in regards to just purpose, it was really getting reflective, getting still, and then just owning what are my talents? What are my skills? What do I know? What do I enjoy doing? Who are the people in my life that I want to make the greatest impact in? And that could be from a global standpoint, national standpoint, and even just right in my own house with my eight and 10 year old, you know? Um, and then once you kind of merge it together, you're like, okay, well, what's the best capacity? for me to be able to make a difference with everything that I possess for the people that I care about the most. And it sounds really simple, but that's like a whole life journey, like every day. Cause I'm the pivot queen. I've figured out several ways to live in my purpose and it continues to change, especially in a pandemic, you know? Absolutely. I love that. Cause I know so many people, at least, you know, in, in my world too, that, have done a lot of pivoting lately. And if you would have talked to them, including myself, if you'd mm -hmm. have talked to them five, 10, 15 years ago, they would have no idea that they were in the position that they are now. And in so many ways, right? Like personally, professionally. So I love that. And just kind of like embracing that and, and using, you know, harnessing what you have instead of focusing on what you don't 
and, and really being able to put that forward in your life and, and learn and grow. And I love all the things, but with, with that said, I want to take a little step back because that requires, like you said, that evolution, right? When so many of us struggle with feeling comfortable in our own skin, can you say more about sort of how do you really tap into that authentic self when you sort of aren't really there yet? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think there's parts of you that you're never fully there. I think each day you kind of get there a little bit more if you're intentional about doing the work. Um, you know, a lot of it depends on how you were raised. So I grew up in a home, I'm the only child. My um, mother battled with drugs and alcohol off and on. Um, my father passed away when I was 11. But some of the great things they instilled in me, even through the dysfunction and the loss, was words of affirmation, like really telling me, you know, I don't know, sometimes they probably puffing me up too much, but it's like, you're the best and you can do anything and you're so strong and you're so smart. And those, you need, you need that positive reinforcement in your life because that helps you to have a healthy self-concept of yourself. So if you didn't receive that when you were younger, then you have to be intentional about creating a success circle around you that can help you to see who you are. Because sometimes we need help to see who we are. So I think one of the ways that I was able to learn more about myself and accept myself was to also open myself up to safe people in my life. People that I can trust, people who will tell me the truth. I don't need you to be a yes person either, but people that really truly love me and think the best of me and want the best for me. Um, so I had to change my circle and my environment. And that was a huge, huge um, shift in just helping me see who I am. Because I'm like, wait a minute, this is what I deserve. I deserve to be around these types of people who see the best in me. Um, also therapy, I think we shy away from that. Therapy helped me so much to open my eyes to understanding who I am. And a lot of the baggage that was a barrier into me seeing exactly just how amazing I am. Um, and then just as a faithful woman of God, I, you know, the Bible is like my blueprint for successful living. And I had to get to a place where I'm like, okay, if I say God is who he says he is, and if this is what he says I am, then I guess that's who I am. You know, if he says I'm a treasured possession and I'm an heir and there's nothing that's too, you know, great for me to handle and he loves me this much, I'm like, okay, well, I have to get to a place where I'm going to believe the truth rather than believe the dysfunctional lies that maybe I was told earlier in my life, you know? Oh my gosh. There's so much I want to dig into. I know it was so much. I'm like, that's a lot. It was so good. Okay. So let's the affirmations, right? Like yes. I think that that is so powerful and you know, you, you really opened my eyes to it. We, you know, I had the privilege of, of watching you in action in a conference. And, you know, one of the things you tasked us with doing was writing and, and saying to somebody for like a minute, all of the good things about ourselves and how it is a lot harder to do that than what you, than what you think. And so right. it's so important, but it can absolutely shift your entire mindset and what you think you're capable of. I even have some in my book opened up some affirmations that I love. That's so funny. You went there. Um, I add value to all I meet. I am a walking miracle. I will use my gifts unapologetically. I will break generational curses and heal nations with my tongue and my talents. I am hope. I am God's glory. I will do me, do it well and do it consistently. And then, so, but yeah, that, 
even just reading it, I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. And it's so important that we have those for ourselves that we were talking about this the other day too, that we can relate to because we can see them everywhere, right? There are affirmations all over every app you've got, you know, <laughs> sending right. you notifications that you're great, but it's, if you don't see that in you, if it's something you don't relate to, you're not going to believe it. So I love that you have that and that it's such an easy way that people can sort of customize or tailor that to, to whatever it is that they can relate to. So I thank you for sharing that. No yeah, and also it. the other thing I just want to mention before we keep rolling with all the things we want to talk about, you brought up your circle, right? And it is so important that we allow ourselves to evolve. And sometimes our circles are what really kind of hold us back because we people pleasing, we're worried about what other people are going to think there's all of this and it can really impact you. And I always say like your vibe attracts your tribe, but your tribe also impacts your vibe. And if you're trying to evolve, right. And those around you aren't supportive or maybe are just not the best influence, how important it is for you to seek out support coaches, mentors, you know, people that understand where you're heading and, and, be, and not be permission. afraid to discontinue some of those relationships that no longer serve you to your mm -hmm. point. I had to, in a sense, kind of cut a friend off because they just didn't understand where I was going. Um, and I had to lay it out for them. This is the capacity that I have. This is what I can offer. And if this is not enough, then I'm probably not the right person to be in your space. Um, you know, so it's important for you to know what you need so that you're able to articulate that to any type of relationship that you're involved in, not just intimate, but friendships, business relationships. I think clarity is so key in healthy relationships. Totally yeah. agree a thousand percent. <laughs> so <laughs> same. Well, so one of the things, you know, you talk a lot about too, and we're already talking about it, but sort of in a sort of informal sense of, uh, you know, with the mental health exposure, I don't know if that's the right word that we've seen just, um, just in that, in that context. Right. But it's sort of like a lot of this has come to the forefront. A lot of people that, you know, haven't been comfortable talking about it are, it's amazing. We're just seeing so much shift, but one of the things I was wanting you to speak to is, you know, what do you think are areas that impact our mental health that we're not talking about enough? Mm, I like that question. That's a good one. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, something that I've noticed, I think we're having conversations about mental health, but people still don't raise their hand and say, hey, that's me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm that person. It's kind of like, hey, everybody, make sure you see a therapist. Okay, well, are you seeing one? You know? Right. Um, and so I think we kind of have to get out of that teaching mode and be more vulnerable with our experiences and, and, and share them with people around us. Um, but I just think that balance, especially for high achieving women, especially, we still act like we've got everything figured out. Um, and I think when it comes to the area of depression, I still think that's something that's like a big silent killer. What I've noticed is, you know, after the fact, women will say, oh, yeah, 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 me too. I was depressed. For real? When? When did that? When did this happen? <laughs> it's like, it's like way after the fact. And I think too often women are still suffering in silence. Like we suffer in silence. And then we wait till we think we're okay. And then we share, right? And I think we have to have creating more spaces while you're in the thick of it to feel comfortable to share. Like when you're right in the struggle, when it's the most painful to feel comfortable, like I have safe people that I can talk to right now, not after the fact. 
when it's over and you were like at your wits end. And then now you're like, oh yeah, you guys, that's why you didn't see me because I was stuck in the house depressed. And it was like, well, sis, call, you know? And a lot of times it's shame. I've had that where, you know, I want to call a friend and I feel shameful that, hey, I'm always a strong person. What do I look like being the one picking up the phone and saying, I feel depressed today? Um, and then getting into that mindset, okay, well, so what, Kita? <laughs> you need a lifeline and it's okay to grab a lifeline when you need it. Um, so I, I really want to see more women do that, not wait until after the fact to share your amazing success story on how you triumph mental health. You know, it's like in the thick of it, sis, what's up? What's going on? You crying? You stressed out? You still cute? What's, what's up? What's going on? So I, I want to see more of that when we're actually in the struggle, feeling comfortable to open up. Well, and also because you might be that inspiration for somebody else to finally raise their hand too. Yeah. Right? Like, I think that is so powerful when you see somebody else, you know, I always say like your story could be somebody else's survival guide, right? Like this could literally be what causes somebody to take that first step and do something for themselves. And you could potentially right. be saving a life that you don't even realize. That happened to me last month, Allison, I um, posted something on Facebook and I was very transparent and saying this week. So pretty much like right now, <laughs> this is how I'm feeling. Um, and it's been hard to get up. It's I've been sad and I can't really pinpoint why. Do you know it got almost over 300 likes, over like 60 something comments of top executives, CEOs, entrepreneurs, women who were like, me too. That's me. I just struggled with that last week. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm just like, look, so many of us, we suffer in silence, but to your point, it's take someone who has enough courage to say, you know what? I can be the first it's me. It's me. And then it makes everybody else feel comfortable to say, oh, you know what? Me too. Me too. So, so true. Absolutely. I also just, uh, I think too, I know, I know there's a lot of this sort of coming out too, but, um, in sort of like the men's mental health movement, because there is that sort of, Yes. you know, put on a masculine, brave, whatever <laughs> face, right. you, you know, there is, that's been longstanding too. And I know that's been really difficult, but I was talking to a friend the other day, and this really reminds me of the conversation I had with her related to how it's again, that, you know, after postpartum depression for a lot of women who've, you know, given birth and are in that space, yeah. you know, it's supposed to be this joyful time, but nobody talks about how much it sucks when you have postpartum. <laughs> and if, you know, then you have folks coming over, you have family and friends and they're showering you with love and gifts and you need to put on this, you know, brave face and new mom, whatever the situation is. And you don't allow yourself that space. And you think other people aren't allowing that for you. You don't create it. Right. So it's just, yeah, it just reminded me of these sort of two other things we've been talking about a lot lately that I think you're right. It's just, we have to push to make more space for those conversations. To normalize it. Like yeah. it's, it's normal. Having yeah. coffee days is totally normal. Yeah. Totally okay. You know? Yeah. Well, and just adding to that, you know, obviously we're headed quickly towards the holidays, right? And there's, you know, there's going to be a lot that comes up around the holidays and stress and mental health and all, all of these things, right? So there's that side of it, but it's also the time of year where we start really kind of like taking a step back and we look at like, what does next year have in store for us? How can we dream bigger, pursue 
our colleagues do all of the things. I know you work with a lot of people to like level up, right? Mm -hmm. And so what kind of advice would you give to those listening right now that are looking for that inspiration, that motivation, um, even with still so much uncertainty that's out there? Like we're living in this very like bizarre time in history where there's no predictable end to any of this right now, um, but there's still so much hope. So what, what would you say to those listening right now that are looking for that? Yeah. So just like in my speech, when you guys came, I truly, truly believe that the gift is in living. If you can remember that even in the midst of so much chaos and calamity that you were able to wake up, whoa, like just sit in that. I don't think we take time just to sit in that. We like to sit in the fact that, oh, I made X amount of money or I have a husband or a wife, or I have kids, or I have this, or I have that. It's like, no, sit in the fact that you are alive. Just, you're alive. Like, that's it. There are so many people that did not get that gift this morning, you know? And then I even take it further when I talk to my clients, like, think about it. You had no control over when you were going to be born, what era of time, the family that you were going to be born into, So that lets you know that there is something that is so magnetic and so powerful and supernatural that's going on. The fact that you had no control over that, but guess what? Here you are, you are still here. That is your proof that there is so much more purpose for you to fulfill. Just that simple truth of being alive. And so I always tell my clients, start from there. Start from the beating heart. Your heart is beating. Start from the fact that you have breath in your lungs. And then now you can start to be be intentional. Like, wow, if this gift is so precious, then let me really start to, to think, how, how do I want to use my voice? How do I want to use each and every waking moment? Because the truth of the matter is, I don't have yesterday, I don't have tomorrow, but I know I have today. And so when I get my clients really understanding how significant and precious life is and how fleeting it is, it gets them to start thinking about, you know what? I need to step out on faith and take a risk because oftentimes what I've noticed people have ideas with what they want to do. And so a lot of people don't really have a blank slate. People have got ideas. They're just scared as hell. (laughs) They're just, they're scared to step out because they think they don't have the resources or people are going to tell them no, or they're not going to believe in them. And the truth of the matter is, honey, you're alive. Use it, live, live it out. And I always tell people, what's the worst that someone can say? They say, no, so what? You're still living in purpose and you keep going and somebody else will tell you yes. But I think just helping people own the significance in today helps them to plan better for tomorrow. I love that. And one of, it reminds me too of one of the things we, we teach sort of in CBT for depression is facing fears very early on because we know that's what keeps people stuck. <laughs> it's like your brain has trained you to not move forward because of that laundry list that you just went through, whether it's yourself, whether it's a fear, you know, fear of so many things, but you do, you have to confront that you have to try. Otherwise you're not going to make any forward movement, right? Just really at all. Yeah. And I always, you know, to look at fear from a healthy vantage point, I mean, (sighs) fear is just telling you, Oh girl, you doing something new. (laughs) That's, that's all it's telling you. It's like, Whoa, your body starts to tell you this is new. We've never done this before. Are you sure? So really fear essentially in the beginning is trying to help you out. 
Like, hey, you've created patterns just in case if you knew, and now you're getting ready to do something that is not something you normally do. That is not a regular behavior pattern. Hello, alert, alert, right? And then that's when you have to speak to fear and say, I appreciate you. So that's what I've learned to have healthy dialogue um, inside my mind. Like, you know, fear, I appreciate you. Thank you for warning me. But faith has got this. Courage has got this. Strategy's got this. Creativity has got this. But I appreciate you alerting me and letting me know we're doing something new. You know, so that's how I kind of have that inner dialogue with myself. I love that you brought that up. I can relate so hard to that in so many ways. So that's what got me through an anxiety disorder. Truly. It's just kind of like starting to really, when I remember when that started to click and it was sort of like, I kind of like this feeling it's uncomfortable, but it's kind of exciting in a way where you're like, you're at that edge and you know that something's going to come out of that, that you may not expect, but then it's up to you as to what you're going to do with that. And then that's where you sort of see that growth. Right. And we talk about that a lot, but it's, I think that you just really, (laughs) you nailed it in terms of, I know for me, that's when I really was able to see change. And when you don't have people in your life or, or those thoughts that can kind of support that idea that, okay, I can do this. I, I got this, or at least one idea of that. It's really hard, but, but once you can get there, um, it's an amazing feeling. And then you create new behavior patterns because after a yes. while, your brain is like, oh, wait, every time we take a risk, it actually kind of works out like yeah. you're okay. And then you kind of create you, your brain says, okay, well, we can do it again. <laughs> we can step out again. Um, so, you know, it's all about you, you change those different behavior patterns when you change your thought process. Absolutely. I have a quick question for you because I know we don't have a lot of time left, but you keep bringing up intention. And one of the things that I love about just like a new day is that I have that opportunity to set a new intention for the day. And so I would love to hear what sort of your method you get up in the morning, you're doing your thing. What helps you? Yeah, I can see it. And I know you do your TikTok video dances. So as maybe that's it, but, <laughs> but not in the morning, girl, nobody wants to see a TikTok video in the morning. Trust me. That's to help everybody out. I got like half an eyebrow. My hair's all over the place. Like that's no good for anybody, even for the transition ones. That's like, no, you don't want to see that. Um, but as far as my morning routine to kind of set my thoughts and intentions for the day, because I have an eight and 10 year old, it's really, really important for me to, I have to wake up early because these jokers wake up really early. And when they wake up, they expect mommy to just be fully present already. I'm like, whoa, I'm not there yet. Slow down. Like they wake up. There's no good morning. It's like, mommy, don't forget this. Are you picking me up? Da-da-da-da-da. Do we run out of snacks? Da-da-da-da. I'm like, oh my gosh, good morning to you too. Love you too. Right. So to even beat that type of kid traffic, it's like traffic. Um, I have to really be disciplined and get up before them. Um, and so that means I have to be disciplined at night to go to sleep. Just, they got to go together. Right. Um, but I truly believe in getting up early. Um, I love to pray before I get up in the morning. And I also like to recite the things that I'm grateful for. So that helps me to set my intentions for the day. So I love to break up and just whatever comes to my mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for the sunrise. I'm grateful that it's only 55 degrees outside right now. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for new, you know, so I just kind of whatever comes to my mind, I recite those things Um, while I'm putting my makeup on. I have to, I like to listen to um, sermons. 
So I have like certain sermons I like to listen to. Um, and then I love morning runs. So like this morning I ran five miles and that's the time where nobody needs me. Nobody's asking for Kita. No one wants me to pick anything up. No one's trying to call me. It's literally just me, my thoughts and the pavement. Um, and then I also use the Calm app and do some meditation practices. So all of that is like a good hour, just a good hour to myself in the morning. And then I'm a much better mother <laughs> and I'm very much more purpose focused for the rest of the day. Yeah. I can totally relate to all of this because <laughs> I have three kids and they're, one of them's a really early riser. And so, and I noticed during COVID, she just kept getting up earlier and earlier. I'm like, this is my time. Like, what are you doing? Mm, like, <laughs> I love you, but I need this. But it's, I totally notice if I deviate from the morning routine, my day is up can be off, right? Like it's just, it's become such a routine and such a habit that, um, I don't have any decision fatigue from anything, right? Like I know what's going to happen. I've got it all set up. I'm setting myself up for success. I'm filling up my cup because I can't pour from my cup if it's empty. Right. And so I love that you are an early bird as well, because it makes all the difference. And it does. Oh my. The those Netflix that... shows mess me up at night. And I have to, <laughs> I have to talk to my member that self-talk. I'm like, Kita, no more. That's it. If you want to get up and have that time with yourself in the morning, you need to go to bed. So I think a lot of self-love equals discipline and setting your intentions for the day. It takes discipline to do that. Agree a thousand percent. So, well, we have loved having you on the show, but we ask every single one of our guests that come on at this point in your life, what matters most to you right now? Being fulfilled. That matters most to me. Being fulfilled. I don't want it if it doesn't bring me fulfillment. There's no price tag that I can swap for fulfillment. That's what I want. I love that. That's the first time we've heard that. I love Period. It. Plain and simple. Yeah. That's what I want. Well, on that note, <laughs> Dr. Joy, thank you so much for joining us today. Can you share with our listeners how they can follow you on social media or otherwise? Yes, absolutely. So you can go to my website, successuncensored.com to see all the different leadership trainings and things that I do. My company does. Please follow me on social media. I'm super active. Have a great time there. And that's at the Dr. Keita Joy, D-R-K-E-I-T-A-J-O-Y. And then I also have the Success Uncensored podcast on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify as well. I am so glad this happened. I Come back just- soon. Yes, yes, come back. Of course. This is so, so fast. I'm like, we have so much you? more to talk about. Seriously. Yeah, so well, much. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope that you love this episode. If you did, please head on over to your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a five-star review. And don't forget to share this episode with a friend. Most importantly, remember that your mind matters. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.